Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, Pastor Victoria Irving shares a message about consecration and how it is key to 2023. Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for these gifts that have been offered up to you tonight, Lord. We ask, oh God, that your blessings will rest upon them. We thank you, Lord, for multiplication, for duplication, and for increase, oh God. Lord, we thank you that these seeds are going into good soil. And because it is, we could expect a bountiful harvest. So I just declare a bountiful harvest to be reaped, oh God. And Lord, I just declare tonight, oh God, that this offering is for you, Lord. So we give it a wave offering, a wave to you, Lord as the first fruits of God of this 2023, Lord. We want to offer it all up to you. And all of God's people say amen and amen. Lord, we just bless you. We praise you. We exalt the name of Jesus. We magnify you tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are about to do in this house, God. All that you want to release, unleash, oh God, impart to us tonight, Father. Lord, I just give you the full reins of this service that you would say what you want to say, Lord. Let nothing come that is of me, Lord come forth that is from me God I ask tonight that Holy Spirit that you will come and manifest your power in unprecedented ways in the name of Jesus Christ Lord God that we would shift into gear Lord that we would gain momentum oh God Lord that we are going to thrust uh, be thrust forward into what you have for us oh God and Lord I just thank you tonight Father for the angels that are in this place I know when Pastor Don says that there was an angel singing on the microphone everybody laughed but it was true it was true there are many angels in this place tonight and they have a, a different function and so Lord we just welcome each and every one of them uh, to do Lord God to bring forth angels have been dispatched from heaven to bring forth what heaven has and released it on earth and so Lord we pray that there'll be a heaven release a heavenly release a heavenly downpour tonight over this house over your people those that are, have not been able to make it here tonight Lord God that they would also receive in their homes tonight Lord God we just position our hearts to hear what your spirit would have to say to us oh God so speak Lord your servants are hearing and we give you all the praise tonight Lord for what you are about to do in this place oh God I thank you and praise you. Now, Pastor John mentioned that I've been preparing this for six weeks. It wasn't I was preparing the message. I was waiting on the Lord for the word for, uh, for 2023. And as most of you do know, I'm an intercessor. And the Lord speaks to me primarily in dreams. And so it's from my dreams that I would, uh, you know, release a word to the church or the words that I'm going to release. So every one of the points that I'm going to share tonight for 2023 came by revelation from the Lord and most and, and most of them true dreams so I'm going to start with the word for 2023 so for 2023 I heard the words overcoming faith the Lord says in 2023 my people will truly know the victory that overcomes the world your faith Faith will be challenged through the many battles raging, even at the beginning of this year. Not just battles with the powers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places, but battles with the flesh. Many will struggle with fleshly thoughts and desires, old mindsets and ways of the old nature. But the Lord says, as you press deeper into me with total abandonment, you will break through into overcoming faith in 2023. The Lord says, I'm releasing the spirit of the overcomer. Oh, and as even if I say this, I just felt there's an angel here that, that is going to release uh, something here tonight and deposit it to, uh, into your spirits. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Overcomer. Overcomer. I hear the word. I hear the name. Overcomer. Uh, that's, that's just a side note. Uh, the Lord says, I'm releasing the spirit of the overcomer upon my people to those who will consecrate themselves and walk in holiness before me. The Lord says consecration is key in 2023. Your measure of consecration will determine, will determine the measure of my power and glory manifested through you. I just want to add something else because when the Lord spoke this to me, he said, 
just as Moses in Exodus 19 uh, instructed the children of Israel to consecrate themselves because on the third day, they are going to meet with the Lord on Mount Sinai, remember? And they had to consecrate themselves. And the Lord says that we're going to have an encounter this year. Encounters with God. God encounters are going to take place this year. And this is why we need uh, consecrated people. Because he said, tell them if they do not consecrate, do not come near me. The Bible says without holiness, no man can see God. And so consecration is key in 2023. I just, I just add that in right there. I didn't have that written down. But the Lord says 2023 is the year of birthing. He says, watch as I unfold my plans and purposes in the midst of all the chaos, confusion, conflict, and turmoil. Hidden agendas in the hearts of men will be exposed. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be dismayed, discouraged, distracted, or in despair by what you see and hear. For I am at work in the nations, I'm at work in the church, and I am at work in the midst of it all, says the Lord. Trust me, lean into me, and I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. This will be the year of the supernatural. The natural will become supernatural. You will see and experience more of the supernatural than ever before. Waves of healing and deliverance will flow. And many will come into the kingdom as the power of God is manifested. For the past several weeks, I kept hearing the word, and I've shared this several times, the word fullness, fullness, fullness. The Lord says, this is the year I am going to manifest my fullness, and you will begin to experience fullness in every area. Stay emptied of yourselves, stay emptied of yourselves, and I will cause my fullness to come forth in you, says the Lord. I see the sword of the Lord moving across the body of Christ, and it's cutting down the works of the flesh, pride and selfish ambition, jealousy, envy, competition, and comparison. Every man's work will be tested by my holy fire, says the Lord, as it purges, purifies, and burn away all that is not of him, leaving only what is pure and holy. The Lord says to those who will walk in the fear of the Lord, they will lack nothing good, for the righteous men will be sustained in the evil day, he says, and in the days of famine, they will have an abundance. Fear me, and you will not fear the future, says the Lord. 2023, you will see a fresh wave of the fear of God moving into the church. The Lord says, I am bringing a fresh release of holy fear, reverence, respect, and honor for my presence that will bring a new level of unity and oneness. This unity and oneness will bring a fresh revelation of the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The lost will be drawn to the outpouring of my love through you, says the Lord. The Lord says, I will display my sovereignty amongst the nations. For I am enthroned above the earth and above all the plans of men. I am on time and I'm in time. Discern the signs of the times, for I'm about to move at an accelerated speed because my return is near. I am shifting and changing, aligning and realigning, positioning and repositioning as I awaken the nations and prepare my church for the greatest, for the greatest and final move of my spirit which will usher in the great and final harvest ever known to mankind. The Lord says this is the time to be fully awakened. Be alert, be sober, be vigilant, be watchful and on guard at all times. Guard your hearts and minds where the spirit of deception is rising rapidly. And I'm just going to just, just, uh, I'm going to just pause here and just a brief dream that I had from this, but I think you need to hear this. And I, I may have shared this here at the gathering place in the last few weeks, but I had a dream about the four horses of Revelation 6. I'm not talking about the horse uh, of, uh, of the, that is from Revelation 19, but I saw these horses uh, being released and they were coming through the clouds. And as they were nearing the earth, the white horse moved to the forefront I watched as its feet touched down on it was just like the four just touched on the earth. And so for those of you that are not aware, the white horse represents the spirit of distraction, 
de sorry, deception, I mean, sorry, deception, but it's also the conqueror because he's out to conquer, conquer the minds of people, conquer nations, and uh, to deceive them. And so let's not mix this up, you know, but I, like I said, with, this, with the white horse and the spirit from the, <laughs> the white horse from Revelation 19. But ever since I had that dream, I just, be, I, I, I was praying into that. And the Lord says, be careful this year because the deception is going to rise. Let's not fall for the enemy's plans. In 2023, my, my church will arise in a new level of glory, power, and authority. <clears throat> Fearless and, and battle ready. Those who will not mingle with the deeds of darkness walk without compromising. They're allowing themselves to be seduced into ungodly or unholy alliances for the sake of fame and fortune. We'll see and experience this new level of glory, power, and authority, says the Lord. He says, my presence will distinguish my people from the people of the world. They will carry the aroma of intimacy upon them. So come away with me, my beloved bride. The Lord said there is a new sound being released through my uncompromising church. He said it's the sound of my warrior bride arising to stand in the midst of the fray. It's the sound of the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah shaking down evil structures and uprooting that which is unrighteous, ungodly, and unholy. The Lord says the end time church will carry the sound of the roar of the lion of Judah that will destroy strongholds and shake evil from out of its evil place, releasing breakthrough and changing the atmosphere. The Lord says there is a call going forth from intercessors, prayer warriors, watchmen, gatekeepers, and doorkeepers to arise and come forth in this hour. The Lord says, find your place and position yourselves, for there is power in your place. 2023, the year to stay focused on the mission ahead. There will be many battles, but not every battle you are called to fight. Guard against distractions and the things and people that will wear you down. I see a mantle of prayer coming upon those who will, who, uh, who will watch and pray. I see a new level of revelation. I see a, a, a fresh authority and power and boldness coming upon them. That those, the Lord says, I will give great courage and strength to those who will stand at the gates in 2023. He said it will be a year. And the final thing the Lord says. It will be a year of Joel 2, 25. Restoration, reconciliation, recovery, and redemption of all that has been stolen, lost, or taken by the enemy. The Lord says, I will restore the hearts of the father to their children and the children to their father, says the Lord. And that's my word for 2023. Hallelujah. So tonight, uh, I, I had, a, uh, I had a, uh, a way that I thought I was going to go last night, and you know, God's so faithful. The last minute, he, he just changed uh, everything around, but he brought it back. To, I, you know, he brought it back the way he wanted it to be. So I had a dream just, uh, just a few days ago. And in this dream, I'm just going to bring you back to some revelation because, you know, the, the Lord has a way of connecting revelation because he says we only know in part. We don't know. We, we don't see the full picture. We know in part. So someone would have one part, you know, you'll have another part, another intercessor. And so, but these little pieces put together the whole picture. And so... Um, uh, there were little pieces that I didn't quite understand what these dreams were. Sometimes, you know, you wake up and you don't always have the full meaning of what the Lord is saying. But then as you keep praying into it, praying in the spirit, the revelation comes. So just a few days ago, I had a dream that we were in a building with lots of activities going on. I was standing at one corner and I noticed a little toddler across the room looking around as if to locate uh, her parents. As soon as the toddler saw me, she ran towards me and grabbed my knees, both of my knees, and called out to me and just say, Mommy, Mommy. I was a bit stunned at first as I wondered, why would this child be calling me Mommy? And uh, even after a couple days later, I still couldn't understand because I think, okay, maybe, you know, they're lost children that needs, you know, uh, uh, you know prayer, that we got to pray for the children. So that, that, that we did. But then... Um, 
Just in these last two days, the Lord brought the revelation, the understanding of what that dream is. And it reminded me of a revelation that I shared at summer camp in last year, 2022. And some of you that I hear that were that night when I spoke, I think it was uh, the last uh, um, two nights before the end of the camp, I spoke and I shared a dream that I had. And the Lord showed that through that dream that he was birthing something. And so I, I, and just for your recollection, and in case you might have forgotten or you weren't there that night, I will share this dream. So uh, it was August 2022. Uh, I was pregnant and I gave birth to a healthy, bouncing baby girl with pretty hazel eyes and a beautiful complexion. Her eyes would look upon me with such tenderness and love. And by the way, um, for my family and those that are watching from New York, I, I, you know, I'm not pregnant and I don't have a baby. And uh, <laughs> because I know they're all watching. Okay, and it would so uh, it would melt my heart every time this this child will look at me. I loved her too, but in my mind, I kept thinking keeping this baby would mean I would be inconvenienced. My freedoms will be taken away. I wouldn't have the time for all the pleasures I enjoy. So many thoughts of why I cannot keep this child. I thought of putting her up for international adoption so that I will not see her growing up because I knew that it would be hard to deal with the pain if she was around. Then somehow I found out that international adoption would not work, that it has to be something local. So a couple that was nearby decided to come forward and, and to offer to take the baby. I began thinking of the pain and the hurt and the regrets, the remorse that I would feel just watching this child just grow up right underneath my, right under, just right around me, and it would be someone else's baby. And at that moment, in the dream, I, there was such deep regrets. I felt like a hypocrite. I was more concerned about myself, my freedom, my conveniences, everything about me, myself, and I. I knew I could not give up that baby for adoption at that moment. And so here's what happened. So the baby is the, it's the, move, of the, it's the move of God, and that's what I shared. I shared last summer that the move of God was birth. And that is going to bring in, that's going to bring in the final harvest. And there was a war that was going on in the body of Christ. Are we willing to pay the price? And the Lord was saying that his people are still caught up in fleshly desires, which wars against the spirit, as Galatians 4.17 says. The flesh sets itself, its desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you do not do the things that pleases the Lord. And I, this is what I shared last year, that there is a cost to carry the move of God. It will cost everything. So this is what I shared. And so now, this recent dream, the Lord is speaking again. And what the Lord said to me, that's because this move of God does not look like what we have been familiar with. We are still looking or maybe hoping for it to happen because... We are looking at the past and look at, looking at what we've seen at the other revivals, you know, where it had a beginning and it had an end. And many, came, many people came from all over. But we've had the word at the beginning of this all that this move of God that, is being, that, that was birthed, it's not going to look like anything that we're familiar with. It's going to be different because it's going to last until the Lord comes back. So he's doing, so he's moving slowly. But in, in, and in this moving and in this slow movement, God is aligning and repositioning and, and bringing things into place so that when he steps down on the scene, every Everything will be in the God order. God is sending out alarm bells. He's ringing alarm bells all over the earth right now. And he's seeing who is going to turn and who's going to walk away from all the things and all the things of this world. And he says that even in this season, he said that uh, I, I've been calling my people into a higher place. But he says not many are listening to that call because there's too much going on around us. But the Lord says that for those that are going to seek me and press into my heart, 
that you're going to find me like you never found me before. And so the Lord says, don't look at the familiar. He says, I'm doing a new thing. This move is a new thing. And then this is what he says here to me too. He says that, uh, uh, did I not say that this move of God would not look like anything you've seen or experienced? Did I not say, lean into me for the wisdom from my spirit and what you need, you will find in me and not in man? And the Lord's just saying that everything we need to steward this move of God is going to come from him and from him alone. Yes, we knew what happened. We knew how they prepared for revivals in the past, but it's not going to take the same face. It's going to come in a different face. And so, uh, and so what the Lord is saying here tonight to us, he says, summer camp went, came and went, and we went back to our routines in the fall. So here we are again at the beginning of 2023. Here comes another revelation from the Lord. That which was birth, it's still alive. We just forgot that we have to parent and steward this move of God. That child grabbing my knees is very significant. And these, the knees represents repentance. It represents the posture of humility. It represents prayer. All the key things that uh, to see a move of God blossom. These are all the things that steward a move of God. We cannot have a move of God without repentance. We cannot have a move of God unless men humble themselves before a mighty God and cry out and cry out. How desperate are we for a move of God? He says, humble ourselves. And so as that child held on to my knees and, and uh, you know, that's all I could think. And so we have been entrusted with something very special. People of God, those that are watching, those from, from visiting here from different places. We have been entrusted with something very special. Just as, uh, as a parent who have longed for a child in their lives and waited a long time, suddenly that child comes. What are you going to do? We have to make some choices. Are we going to give it up for adoption or be willing to be inconvenienced? Are we really willing to, st to steward this move of God? Are we willing to forsake ourselves for his presence, for his kingdom, and for his will to be done on earth? This morning as I woke up, I heard these words Prepare the altar, prepare the altar. I kept hearing it, prepare the altar. I was on the Zoom uh, morning meeting. I, I, I left at 9.30 because I kept hearing these words. I had things that I planned to do today, and I ended up not leaving the house because I knew that I had to go and, and wait on the Lord and let him speak to me. What, and, and explain what he's trying to say to me. And, and I had to wait on him. I couldn't rush his presence this morning. And, and that's what I did. I spent the day. I put everything aside. And I said, Lord, I want to hear from you clearly. I want to hear because no one is coming to hear what I have to say. They want to hear what you have to say. And so, God, would you just speak and would you just speak clearly to me? And the Lord began to speak. And, um, and these were the words. And as his word rang in my ears, the Lord just saying, are you hungry? He said, are you hungry? And what God is looking for right now, it's a hungry heart. He wants us to prepare the altar of our hearts because he wants to pour fresh fire out on us. He wants to pour fresh fire out on the altar. His house is, a, is an altar unto him. He wants fresh fire to fall in his house, but it must fall in our hearts in a personal way, in our lives. Our lives, our hearts are an altar unto the Lord, and he wants to pour his holy fire upon our hearts in this year and at this moment. And Pastor Don had said at the beginning of this year, and we both felt it very strongly, that this fast in 2023, in this month, it's like no other fast that the church is doing because this is the month that we are going to get positioned. This is the month that God is just going to set us and set a momentum in the body of Christ so that as we begin uh, to, to seek him and we stir ourselves up to take a hold of God with a holy passion, with a holy hunger, and with a pursuit of his presence, we're going to see this move of God become stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't know about you, but every time 
time I come to church, I feel his presence, his ever-increasing presence. I feel the presence of God stronger and stronger in the house. And even people that come to visit for a first time, uh, sometimes they get delivered in the worship. They get free of all the stuff that's going on in their lives. Even people that have been backslidden, this is the moment, this is the hour that God is calling the backsliders for us to come back into the kingdom. Those that, those that have once heard the message of the gospel, those that, call, that confess his name at some point in their lives, God is calling them back into their place and position right now. So let's just be expecting them to come because they, the Lord says that they're going to come with all kinds of mindset because they've been so far, uh, so long away from my house and from my presence that the enemy caused their minds to, uh, 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 they, they, to be open to all kinds of nonsense, all kinds of false doctrines. And so they have to come and they're going to get their minds cleaned up, not by a man, but by the spirit of the living God that's going to fall in the house of God. As we worship him, his glory is going to come down and invade the earth. Amen. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Somebody just give him a clap offering right now. Thank you, Lord. So I had another dream this morning that I want to share a lot of dreams. I was washing the floors, and it seems in, in the house, not in the same way as you would with a mop and a bucket. There was pure, clear water that was laid upon the floor. It was about three inches deep. I had something looking like a squeegee in my hand, and I was moving the waters to all the corners underneath the baseboards, all the crevices. Every corner, I made sure that it was all covered with this clear water, that no dust or dirt will remain after the water touched it. And the Lord's just saying that tonight, he says, he says, I'm washing the foundation. I'm cleansing the foundations tonight. He's cleansing the foundation of our lives. He's cleansing the foundation of the church. And he says that he's bringing his, uh, the water of the word to come and wash and cleanse. And uh, there's a lot of revelation here tonight that God is releasing. And there's a cleansing that's taking place that not one corner, not one crevice is going to miss what the spirit of God is pouring out tonight. So let's be ready. There was a cry in David's heart, a deep cry in the heart of David that says, my heart and flesh cry out for you the living God and there's a song that says your spirit is water to my soul and God wants to water our souls tonight he wants to water us tonight with the water of his spirit is that the cry of your heart are you desperate enough are you really desperate for God to pour out his spirit upon you Moses cried out to the Lord. He says, if your presence do not go with us, do not lead us up from here. How can we be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? And then his cry was, show me your glory. This is Pastor Don's favorite song, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Moses' desire for the presence of the Lord was the primary heart of everything he was concerned about. So he took a hold of this promise. God spoke to him and he told him that my presence is going to go with you. But yet still he wanted to, to, to bring it back to the Lord. He took what the Lord says and he said, Lord, in Exodus 33, 24, uh, sorry, 14, he says, he says, uh, the, the Lord says to him, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses took a hold of the word. He said, Lord, if your presence does not go with us it doesn't matter how much we have. He knew that he had all these people. He knew that he had all these lands and all these things. But he says, without his presence, he said, don't send us up from without your presence, God. Don't send us up from here. This was the cry of his heart. God loved the cry of Moses' heart. And that's why God says, uh, you know, that, that, he, that he was a friend of God. He saw God face to face. And God met with him as he would a friend. Are you a friend of God? And then, you know, so let's just be hungry as 
Moses was desperately needing the presence of God than anything else. He had a burning hunger and a passion for the presence of God. And that he says, if you don't go with us, our lives are meaningless. We have no purpose. And he said he cared more about the presence of God than all the people that he had to lead. He cared more about the presence of God than all the things that God promised to give to him. He cared that God will go before him. People of God, is that the passion of our heart? Do we care more about the presence of God than we care about our personal desires and the things that we want? Because in my dream, I cared about my conveniences, my priorities, the things that matters to me the most. Listen, people of God, we are coming upon days when it's going to be all about him and not about us. All those things that are about us are going to be left behind. Wood, hay, and stubble, they're going to be burned away because that's what it is. But the cry of our hearts, God, as Moses said, Lord, I need your presence more than anything else. I need your presence. How can I be distinguished? How can we, your people, be distinguished from those in the world only by his presence? Because as I shared in the word, there is a his presence carrying aroma. And that aroma is the intimacy that we have with him. And it's going to go far in the days to come. And so Moses' cry was for God. He says, we have no purpose without you, God. We are nothing. And without you, God, we have nothing. And then that's the cry of our hearts. Because we know that without God, we are nothing. And we have nothing apart from him. Oh, yes, we can do many things without him. We can do ministry without him. How many ministries do we know? Uh, you know, that's doing a real good thing without the presence of God. It's void of the presence of God. We can do life without this presence. We can do family. Oh, we can do our career without his presence. We can preach without his presence. We can sing without his presence. Listen, and there, uh, there is no shortage of that out there. So much in the body right now because we're caring. Let's build a big a name for ourselves. Let's get a big house and let lots of people come. But it's at the expense of the presence of God. Like the Lord spoke to me a few days ago. And you know what he says? My people care more about their reputation than grieving the spirit of God. More about their name than grieving the spirit of God. People of God, it should not be. That should not be so. The presence of God, it's something that we steward in our lives. It's something that we have to carry. And we have to carry it through the days to come. Because we are, we are moving into perilous times. We are moving into times where nothing is going to matter to us. Only that we have the presence of God. The Bible says, he said, the presence of the Lord is a stronghold. He said, the presence of the Lord, the righteous run into it. He says, the name of the Lord is, the presence of the Lord is, is a, is, is a hiding place. David says, I will hide in your presence. And he says, and he says, he, and that's the place that we need to be. That's going to be the place. Yes, there is a spiritual place and it's called the presence of the Lord. It's in the secret place. It's in the dwelling place of the most high God. And he's calling his people to come into that place. Even right now at this moment, this is why this fast is so critical. This is why it's so crucial. This is why it's different from any other fast that we've had in 21 years. We've been doing this for many, many years. But this one is different, people of God. Oh, would you hear what the Spirit of God is saying? If you have not got into, got, got into this place right now, or maybe you have a condition that does not allow you to fast, but would you pray and press in and seek it, His face and put your priorities, put your, put, your, put your priorities in orders and all those things. I had things to do today, but then I realized what takes priority. God wants to speak to me. I want to hear what he has to say. And that was my priority today because I just want to bring to you what he was saying to me. The Holy, the Holy Spirit will never send anyone away unless we are full of ourselves. If we do not receive when we come into his presence, it's because we come full of ourselves, our desires, our wants, our needs, and, and all the things. And yes, we do come sometimes to church because we have a need in our hearts and there are situations going on, finances, families, all disturbances. But listen, when we come to the house of God, he knows what we have need of, doesn't he? That he was going to, but when we put him first, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on to you. 
And that's where God is trying to get us right now. That we can seek his face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is looking for a people with hungry. A hungry people who doesn't care what it looks like. But only desires him above everything else. If his presence is not, is, is, is not there, nothing else matters. If his presence is not present, nothing else matters. I'd often say what does a nice polished worship team means if his presence is not in the worship. What a nice looking church is without his presence. What is a life without his presence? Nothing, nothing, meaningless. Is the cry of our hearts, nothing else matters? Is that the cry of our hearts? God, I just want you. Give us your presence, Lord. We need you above all else. Is that the cry of our hearts? This beginning of this brand new year? I think about Elisha. Elisha was waiting for the mantle of Elijah. Elijah. He knew that he was going to take up leadership of the company of prophets. Now that Elijah is going to be past, is, is moving on to glory, he, he wanted his mantle. He got his mantle, but there was something else that was missing. What was missing? He knew that he needed something more than the mantle of Elijah. The story is in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 14. There was something Elijah, the prophet, knew that the double portion of Elijah's mantle would not suffice. Elijah, the prophet, knew that being the head of the company of prophets would not suffice. After Elijah was taken up by the whirlwind, Elisha got a hold of the cloak. And he struck the waters of the Jordan, the Bible says. And there is a cry that he shouted out that the prophets that were on the other side of Jordan, they heard Elisha's voice echoing across the Jordan River. And he shouted out, despite he had the mantle of this great man of God, despite his promotion, what did he cry out? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He knew he needed the God of Elijah more than the mantle that he just received. More than the promotion he just got. He needed the Lord God of Elijah to manifest himself in his life and people. If the prophet Elijah needed the God of Elijah in his life, how much more do we today? We need more of God and less of this world. Less of all the pleasures of this world. We need God more than anything else. Where is he in our list of priorities? Where is God on our priority list? What number does, does he take? Everything else is subject to, to my schedule. I feel the spirit of God in this place. If all the things we've acquired in life, all the titles behind our names, positions, and offices, if these have become a substitute for the presence of God in our lives, we have been robbed of the greater thing. If these things in our lives have become, a, have become a substitute, let's think about it. For God's presence, we have been robbed of the greater thing. Elisha found Elijah's God. He found a greater thing than the mantle that he took from Elijah. Let this be a lesson for us. Many are searching for something their entire lives. But then when they found that thing, they realized it didn't satisfy. And we were always trying to find something else. 
to fill that place that only his presence can fill. Only that the pursuit of his presence can bring. How about Jacob? Jacob. Jacob got Esau's birthright. He got the blessings from his father. Well, uh, true deception. He got all this, yet it didn't, suffi- it, it didn't suffice. You remember that encounter with the angel? He grabbed the hold of the angel of the Lord. Most of you know this story. And he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Remember, he had the blessings of Abraham, his grandfather. He had the blessings of his father Isaac, but it did not satisfy him. He cried out. What did he cry out? He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. He's had every kind of blessing in his life. But he said it didn't, it didn't satisfy him. He said, there's a blessing that I need, but I need it from you, God. And he wrestled with that angel, the Bible says, until it was daybreak. And after the wrestling, his walk was changed. And we wrestled with God until he changed us, until he's changed our walk. Have we wrestled with him. For the things that hold us. Jacob was changed from that moment on. His life was changed. His walk was changed. The Bible says he never walked the same after that. It was some, it's symbolic of what God does. When we receive God's blessings and we would contend, it's something we have to contend for. The move of God is a blessing from God for us, the people of God. God is empowering us. He's enabling us because there's a lost and dying world out there that's waiting to come into the kingdom, that's waiting to come to salvation. And this is our opportunity to lay aside you know, I sometimes I think, why should the church even have a need for people to serve in the house of God? Because, you know, because we, are, we have so much of ourselves, our lives that keep us so busy that the church have need for service. But listen, I'm hoping that tonight that the spirit of God will move upon all of our hearts, that we will put to the, our hands to the plow in every way and not look back. We will not look back because there's lots to be done. There are lots to do and and, you know you may say well I'm not qualified I cannot speak like Pastor Victoria does listen you know we all have a starting point but if we we are faithful with the little God will bring much to us this is who our God is amen amen we we must be faithful with the little things as we step out you know and and everyone had a beginning a, a, a meager beginning but we do not despise small beginnings amen because God could take the little that you're offering him and make make it much. He could take whatever you do, your little service unto the Lord that you may say it doesn't matter because I'm not doing what this one's doing and I can't speak. You know, I went through that season of my life earlier. I compared myself with everybody else and it made me feel like nothing because I think I am, you know, unworthy. I'm, I'm not capable. I don't have what it takes. If Pastor John will tell you, you know, when we got married, I couldn't get a microphone in my hand. I was so shy. I could hardly open my mouth to speak. But listen, and you know, if God could do it through me, he could. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my. It's still early. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I'm, I'm wrapping up here because there's a part two to the service. So I'll be wrapping, wrapping up this part here very shortly. And... Um, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jacob got the blessings from the Lord. He pressed in and took a hold of God. A heart that is not satisfied. He had a heart that was not satisfied. And I know that there are many in the body of Christ. We try to fill our lives with so many different things just to get to that place where we realize it didn't satisfy me. There is something more. There is more. 
And that something is more of God, more of his presence in our lives. If we don't, and I share it in my word, God is releasing fullness, fullness, fullness. And he spoke this so clearly, fullness, the fullness, and it started out with the fullness of his love. I shared that back a few weeks on a Sunday morning. God's pouring out the fullness of his love. But then he said that that's going to be the foundation for where all the, full, all the other fullness is going to manifest. He's going to bring the fullness of his presence in our lives because we cannot love the, the, the um, you know, we cannot love the hurting and the broken unless we carry the love of Jesus Christ in our hearts. Amen? We, we need that love to be flowing in our lives. And so, uh, you know, uh, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make every day. Because there are many things we can be satisfied with. Many things we can be comfortable with in our lives. Our conveniences. Our comfortable Christianity. God wants to shake us out of religion. You know, that we have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. God wants to shake the body of Christ. God wants to shake us out of those places. And so that, uh, so that we will manifest true Christianity. The real Christianity. That we will walk in the real power of God, the raw, un un unadulterated power of God in our lives, that we would see God manifested. You know, we all want to see signs and wonders, but the Bible says Moses knew the ways of the Lord. Israel knew his works. And so sometimes we can be so in pursuit of, uh, of, of, you know, uh, of the works, but we forget that God wants to show us his ways. He wants to show us his ways. Because his ways are not our ways, remember? And so in order for us to find his ways, we have to pursue him. We have to pursue him for his wisdom. We have to pursue him for understanding. We have to pursue him for revelation. And the reason why the Lord says that the move of God is not going to look like something we've been familiar with, because we have our eyes on the past, what God did back then. But because he's doing something totally different right now, it's total abandonment. It's total dependency, total reliance on the spirit of God in this season and that's the only way people of God that is going to happen that's the only way and so we cannot uh, you know just go back on and reference well this is what they did and this is what you know this is what happened we cannot do that anymore God is just pouring out fresh revelation and by the way I the Lord just said revelation is going to flow like never before there's going to be an increased revelation all around for those that are going to really seek him you're going to begin to hear and I just pray even a release of the anointing for revelation, a release of the anointing for dreams and for vision. I just want to release that over this house. I ask oh God that the angels of revelation that are even standing as I, the whole day as I was praying I saw angels all around the walls of the sanctuary and I said Lord what are they for? He said these are angels that are going to release they're going to release over the people tonight impartations and things that I'm going to be speaking about here tonight that they are going to release it upon your life that you may kind of feel well I didn't get that oh but yes but you but you wouldn't feel it maybe but then when you leave you're going to see in the days to come you're going to begin to manifest because the devil you know the Bible says that the, the thief comes to, to kill steal and destroy what does he steal he steals a revelation because the people that is devoid of revelation you know it's like a it's like a man walking in the darkness you know you don't know which way you're headed because revelation guides us you see and the enemy doesn't want us to be led by revelation. He wants us to be led by our human wisdom, our human reasoning. And listen, it's not, that's not going to work in the days to come. The human wisdom, human reasoning, it's not going to cut it in the days to come. Because the Lord is looking for us to seek heavenly wisdom, heavenly counsel. The Lord is looking for us to seek a word from his heart. The word comes directly out of the mouth of God. This is what he's looking for us to do in this season. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm about to wrap up here. God is calling us, and he's calling those who would say, I refuse to be satisfied with anything less than your presence. I really feel that tonight, the Lord is adjusting our spiritual GPS. 
so that we can navigate our way through the years to come, through the season that is upon us. If our spiritual GPS is not set, we're going to make a lot of wrong turns. We're going to take a lot of wrong routes, wasted time. And the Lord's saying that time is short. There is not much time left. The harvest is waiting to come in. And there is only a window for the harvest to come in. Pastor John shares this all the time. We have a window. Are we ready to, to, to put ourselves aside, put our, put our desires, all the things that kept me from, uh, in, the, in, in my dream, why I don't want to keep this baby? But I know that I couldn't deal with the pain after of watching this, this child grow. And the Lord is bringing back to our remembrance that this child, even though that, that, that we may have, you know, went about our merry way ever since the camp, but God birthed something back in the camp 2022. And as we steward that, the presence of God, as we steward it, things are going to begin to fall into place in 2023. I was saying, Lord, I thank you that I didn't have a dream that that child died. The child is alive, but is now a toddler. So there's growth happening. We may not just see, sometimes we could judge things by what we see. In the past moves of God, it was by all the numbers that flocked at the churches and how packed the buildings were and the outside and the parking lot. That was one of the main things. There's a move of God happening. But it's different, people of God. There is a drawing of the hungry heart. There is a drawing of the heart that would say, God, I want you and you alone. Everything in my life will take second place. Elena, you could make your way up. Everything else is secondary. Elisha knew it. Jacob discovered that. What else could he ask for? He got his father's blessings. He got the birthright from his brother. But he was not satisfied. On his way going to his uncle Laban, he had a dream where the Lord was standing at the top of the ladder. Remember that? God reiterated the dream, the, the word that he spoke to Abraham and, and to his father. And I believe that tonight, God is reiterating something that he already spoke. What he said, he will not go back on. Not one word that God has spoken. And I'm recapping this revelation from August 2022 because I want you to know, people of God, God does not go back on his word. That he spoke it and it shall come to pass. God's not, we're not waiting on God to move. God is waiting on us to get ourselves into alignment. He's waiting for us to pursue his presence like never before. Because he, tonight he said, I'm going to pour fresh, fresh fire out on the altar of every heart that would answer this call. Nothing else, nothing else matters. Nothing else. Are we really ready to surrender are we really ready to give it all for the sake of Christ? He gave it all for us. And he's looking for the rewards of his suffering. Are we going to give him the rewards for his suffering? Are we going to try to hold on to it for ourselves? Listen, folks, we are not entitled to anything. But, but, but for his grace and his mercy, we have what we have. What we have, we owe it all to him. Everything that we have, we owe it all to him. And like John 15, 5 says, apart from him, we can do nothing. And that is the truth. Apart from him, we can do nothing. So let's just bow our heads right now. This is a holy moment. And I ask that tonight... Holy Spirit, that you just move upon every heart. 
Lord, I've delivered the word that you gave me. Only what you said, Lord. And I pray that tonight that every heart will be moved in this house, Lord. That we will see ourselves, oh God, in the harvest. That we will see ourselves at the plow. That we will see ourselves, oh God, not looking back. And that tonight we will reprioritize our lives. That you could set our spiritual GPS for the days and the years to come ahead of us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Helena, you could just pray the background of that song. Just pray the song that I told you. Oh, shandarabakondorobosandarabashande. Are we ready to lay it all down, people of God? Are we ready to let him have it all? Are we ready to say nothing else? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Lord, just come, Lord. Uh, the presence of God is increasing in this place. The presence of God is increasing in this place. I'm going to say tonight, I'm going to do a different altar call tonight. Uh, but first and foremost, I just want to say that anyone that's watching, that you, know, that you don't know Jesus Christ, or maybe you have known him at some point, in your life but you walked away from him and you've been you've been out of the body of Christ you've had you've been hurt maybe you've been hurt by leadership you've been hurt in the church and you pulled away you pulled away from the body the Lord said this is the hour this is the moment he says return return to me says the Lord return he says release forgiveness forgive them not for their sakes but for your sakes so that you can come back and be a part of the fold because you will not fulfill your call you will not fulfill your heavenly mandate out of the body of Christ and when the spirit of deception strikes those will be the first that will be taken out so I I beseech you tonight get yourself back on track fall on your knees and repent and ask God for to forgive you and to forgive those who hurt you that put you in the place that you are ask his forgiveness tonight and get back into the house of God And for those of us that are believers and those of us that have been pursuing him and I know that you're here tonight because you want more of God I know that the weather was not the greatest but you're here tonight in the house of God because you want to hear what the Lord has to say because you are hungry because you are thirsty because you want his presence but tonight God wants to take us on another level. Another level of consecration. As we lay it all down tonight, I believe that there's a shift that's gonna take place. That there is gonna be a turnaround that's gonna happen. So I'm gonna to say to you, Elena's gonna do this song but if anything that I said touch your heart tonight, just find it yourself, find a place on the altar, find a place on the floor and just lay it all down. No matter what it is that you're going through and you've been waiting for an answer from the Lord, the Lord is saying tonight, lay it down, lay it all down because when you put me as priority, he says, I will take care of everything else in your life. Just lay it all down. Let him have it. Every part of your world, let him have it. Is there anything that you're holding on to tonight that you need to let go? Exchange those things for his presence tonight. Oh, Lord, would you just come tonight, oh God. Touch our hearts. Touch your hearts in a fresh way, God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Set us, oh God. Set us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you feel if if you feel led by the Lord to come on up, please do so. Hallelujah, shondorobokoya rabasonde. Oh, I did not mean to step on anybody's toes tonight, but I'm just being obedient to what the Spirit of the Lord wanted me to say tonight. I just have to be obedient. I can bring you, I had a very nice, good word to bring until the Lord changed it. And after I changed it, that's when I felt a release. I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop writing the revelation because it's like the floodgates open and the Spirit of God just began to speak and speak and speak and he wouldn't stop speaking because he was because he knew that I had his flow he knew I had his heart so I had a choice tonight to say something very wonderful but I believe that the Word of God is wonderful truth is wonderful but Lord we just want our ears to hear what your spirit is saying tonight we hope you enjoyed today's message Don't forget to check us out in person or visit our social media pages for updates. We hope to see you here soon.